thank you for listening to the Peer Purpose Podcast. I'm Bobby Jones, the only podcast where you get the tools that you need to become your true, authentic self and walk out your destiny. Buddy, welcome back to the Peer Purpose Podcast, week two of the live show. I hope you liked last week's episode. As I've mentioned on this podcast many times, we are going to dive in to so many different topics. Okay, there's going to be a plethora, a buffet that you can choose from. And one of the things that we are definitely going to dive into is family dynamics. And so we are going to talk about that tonight. One of the things you got to know when it comes to healing and when it comes to learn and grow, I talk to my kids in schools all the time about learning and growing. And one of the biggest things that I tell them is like the, the process is only a process if you stay in it. A lot of times we start a process in something and it takes too long. So after it a while when we're not seeing the results that we think we should be seeing, what we do is a lot of times, a lot of times we quit the process. And let me just tell you where that's going to get you, y'all. It's going to get you to a place where you will eventually learn that you're going to have to keep circling the mountain until you realize that whatever that thing is that you have to deal with, when you do decide to actually deal with it, that's when you can move forward. So one of the things, just a little quick nugget before we actually talk, jump into what we're going to talk about tonight is if you keep hitting a ceiling, if you keep hitting the ceiling with whatever it is that that thing, your kryptonite, I used to call there are certain things in my life that were my kryptonite. When you keep hitting that ceiling, okay, you got to start paying attention. Well, maybe this is something that I have to go over and get, get through and go after because if I don't, what's going to happen is is it, it's going to continue to to hinder me. And we don't want that on here. And the process is only a process if you stay in it. So welcome, everybody. I got some my Instagram viewers here live. I love y'all, man. I hope you're doing super well. But this is what inspired this topic tonight. Last week, I was in a restaurant here in Wyoming in Casper, and I went, went out to eat. And my waitress, she had been to my table a few times, and we'd been talking, and she was a very nice lady. And then we start talking about kind of our careers. And she actually ended up, it was an accident how we got on the conversation, but she actually asked me a question that I thought she was asking something else. And so I said, hey, I'm a speaker and a public school consultant. And then she said, oh, really? And she started talking to me about a little bit about what I do and asking me questions. And then she started sharing her journey with me. And she started talking about how she lost her mother in the last year. But more importantly, there was a lot of other things throughout her life that has really hindered her. And so she decided to take the next step and really take a leap of faith to, to start healing. And she said, I'm in counseling. And I thought it was, I was like, wow. And she was around my age. I was like, that's pretty commendable that you're going to jump in counseling you know, a lot of people don't start growing later in life. But one of the things she started talking about was her kid because she was like, yeah, my kid, I think she hates me. I think that she doesn't want to hear from me. And, you know, she was talking about her dad had walked out on her daughter when she was like 10 years old. And so that started putting some pieces together, of course, a lot of different pieces together. But one of the things that I told her, I go, actually, your daughter doesn't hate you. And I started sharing some things with her. And I said, you know what? What an amazing topic to go after in the next podcast. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a family dynamic tonight, okay? 
I used, I think my children hate me because I hear that a lot. And I just want to, let me just encourage you parents right now. Your kids don't hate you. Okay. Now I know different dynamics are different and there's a lot of factors that play in the family dynamic, but I can tell you that they don't hate you. Now, again, I don't know everyone's family dynamic, but what I am going to tell you tonight is there may be some things that you could be missing. And that's maybe the disconnection between you and your kids or kid. Okay. And so these are going to be some of the things tonight that we can start looking at. I'm going to give you a few major keys in this, but in the end, I'm going to start showing you, let's, let's create something different. Let's create something new. Here's how you can assess where your child is at. This is going to be your first thing that you can approach and say, okay, where's my kid at? Because a lot of, I'm telling you right now, I've been doing this for eight years, traveling the world all over the place. And one of the biggest things that I hear when I'm talking to kids and there's a big disconnect. And one of the things is the kids always say, yeah, I don't tell my parents anything. And the parents kind of actually think that their kids tell them everything. And I, I hate to, to be the one to bring that and that type of news, but I'm like, oh, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't tell you everything. And so, and a lot of the times is it's not just because they don't want to, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. So you may be in a situation where you think your kids tell you everything and they may, and I hope they do. And for the ones that they do, that is awesome. And I love that for you. What an amazing foundation to continue building on. Okay. But what I am going to say for the ones that maybe might be missing some pieces and everyone can take something from this and say, okay, where can I look at my family dynamic and my situation, my relationship with my kids and how can we continue going forward? So one of the things, here's how you Access where your child is, is if where they're at. Okay. One of the things I want to tell you is, is if they're not opening up to you, okay. If you've tried, you've sat down with your kids, you've tried to, they've tried to, you try to get them to open up to you and they just won't tell you anything. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There's probably the fact that you don't make room for their emotions. Okay. You probably don't make room for their emotions. What does that mean? That means they don't have a safe place to be broken. They don't have a safe place that when they're going to sit down and open their heart up to you, they don't have a place that they can say, I know mom and dad are going to listen to me and let me be broken here and let me be safe to share enough. So a lot of times when we're not in a safe space, when we don't feel like we have a safe place emotionally, we will shut down. So that's the first thing. When they're not opening up, I want you to start looking at maybe the fact that am I making a safe place for their emotions here? Okay. The second thing, how to assess where they're at. When you start talking to them about different things and they start talking to you, are you lecturing or are you actually listening? If you're lecturing and not listening, chances are you probably aren't going to hear much from them either. So that's how to assess where they're at. If you want your kids to open up to you, those are the two main things you can look at. Am I making a safe place for them emotionally? And the second thing is, am I actually listening? Because a lot of grownups, that's just how grownups are. When kids start talking, we start filling in the blanks. Well, do this, do this, do this. And not to say that that's not needed. Okay. It absolutely is needed, but a lot of times people just want you to listen to them. And I know a lot of kids that have felt like every time they start opening up about problems, here comes mom or dad trying to solve it. 
and trying to lecture them instead of just saying, gosh, yeah, that really sucks. I know how that, that, that could be frustrating for you, you know, and trying to connect on that level because of the simple fact that we don't want to sit back long enough and let them talk. Okay. So that's how to assess where your child is at right now. Okay. Do they have a safe place? If they're not opening up, chances are they don't. And the second thing is, do you actually listen and not lecture? Okay. There's going to be some terms that I'm going to be making up here in a little bit here. I don't know if they're actually words, but I'm using them, using them, but but those are the how to assess where, where is it at with my kids? I promise you, if you do those two things, if you make an emotionally safe place, okay, for them and you listen to them, chances are you're going to get more to open up. But let me just tell you something. This is where I need y'all to hunker in with me, parents. Okay, and this is the hard pill to swallow. This is what we have to look at, okay? A lot of times we can't make a safe place emotionally for our kids because we don't know how to have room for our own emotions. Okay. Let me say that one more time. A lot of times we can't have a safe place for our kids emotions because we don't have room for our own emotions. No one ever gave us permission to have them. I tell kids all the time, emotions aren't good. They're not bad. They just are. They can be good. They can be bad, but chances are they're not. That we have them, so we can't ignore them. We have to actually process through them. And a lot of times when it comes to emotions, we don't process. We just kind of stuff, stuff, stuff. And that's where the blowups come. And that's where the depression comes. That's where the anxiety comes. All of it comes from that. I've been there. I know. Okay, so we have to, that's the first thing we have to start looking at. Do we make room for our own emotions? If we can't, then there is something that we have to start looking at if we want to make room for other people's emotions, okay? The second thing that you can do, okay, to really be in a situation where you're starting to build a stronger relationship with your kids is how you want to connect with them. Here's the thing that I had a parenting course a couple years ago, okay? And I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Parents are harder to get to, to, to actually look at their stuff than kids are. Like I have some, some followers on Instagram. I'll tell you, like a lot of kids will listen to me and they'll be like, oh man, and I've had many kids over the last few years hit me up, Bobby, like you came, you spoke to me. It changed everything, okay? But when I had my parenting course and shout out to all the parents that were in it, you know, I know they gave their all. But when I had my parenting course, man, I'm telling you, that was challenging because a lot of people have been stuck in their ways, right? There's been pains and hurts and a lot of different woundings that they've had for many years that it, it's painful. When you start going after growth, it's painful. It, it, it hurts because all the stuff that was deep down inside, the root stuff is now being pulled out. And so one of the things I tell them in my parenting course when I, when I had it a couple of years ago was, was I, I had these two, a mom and a daughter, and they didn't agree on a lot of stuff. But one of the things I did say, there's one thing that you cannot change. And it's the fact that you are her mom and she is your daughter. You forever will have that link. You will be tied together because of that exact reason. And so we, that won't change. Relationships are the only thing we can take with us. When we leave this world, we don't get to take the money. That's the only thing we're tied to. We don't get to take the money. 
Okay. We don't get to take the cars, the clothes, none of it, the jobs. The only thing we take is the relationships that we had here on earth. Okay. So, so that means something for one, but nothing is going to change the fact that it's mother, father, okay, brother, sister, mom, dad, husband, wife, whatever you want to say. So how to connect with them. One, that's your first connection point, but find things that you guys both enjoy doing. And it can be super mindless. Okay. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be watching a movie and laughing about something. It can be a talking point. Find a way to connect. How can I step into their world and connect with them? Ask them, pay attention in conversation. You can, I've said this before, you can pick up a lot. You can pick up a ton of stuff just in conversation, okay, with people. And so if you actually listen, then you can start asking questions. Hey, by the way, you said you had this tryout or you said you had this test. How'd that go? Find ways to connect with them, okay? That's another way that you can start building a stronger foundation with your kids. I know we all want it. We all want to be connected. We're born for it. We're wired for relationship. I say that all the time. We are wired for relationship. And so the biggest thing to do is find where we connect. Connection is all about people are looking for connection. Okay. There's this actually YouTube video, Ted talk. It's called rat park. And it talked about how a lot of addicts or alcoholics at one point in time, they started connecting later in life. And that was the thing that brought them out. It's connection. Y'all we're wired for it. Being connected to people is what we live for. That's why, Social media, sure, we can say we're more connected, but we're not face-to-face. So that's why we're, we're, we're behind a screen. That's why anxious. That's why depression. All the stuff. I've said this before. I don't have to go into all that, but we're, we're meant to connect. I just met with a buddy last week. We connected. It was great connecting. It's been a while since we actually sat down. Okay? So find ways to connect with them. It can be little things. Pick up on little things that they say and connect with them. Okay? Here's another one, okay? This is a big one for a lot of people, okay? And, and, and honestly, for you to understand where you want to go, you, are, you have to understand this next part. And it's your family lineage, okay? It's where you come from and how it affects your upbringing and ultimately will affect your kid's upbringing, okay? One of the things that you have to realize is you can only give someone what you have. You can only give someone what you were actually given. Okay. And so chances are the way we were raised. Okay. There's no chances. The way we were raised will, it affects us well into our adult lives. And we pick up a lot of the same values that were instilled in us. Some are amazing, but some are not. Okay. Some are not amazing, okay? But some are. So we have to understand you can only, so a lot of parents, you gotta, I want you to understand this. You may be given your kid only what you were given, okay? If your parents didn't hold space for your emotions, that's what you're giving your kids. If you didn't, your parents didn't tell you they loved you, chances are you're probably not telling your kids much that, that you love them, okay? So we have to, you can only give them what you have. So I want you to start looking at, what am I giving my kid? Okay. What am I actually giving my kid? And, and start looking at, oh man, 
Yeah, my upbringing. I want you to start assessing where my upbringing, how did it affect? How does it affect my parenting? How does it affect my marriage? How does it affect my relationships with other people, my friendships? It all plays a part. Okay. You can only give what you were given. Okay. Here's the other thing with family lineage. Okay. This is big in our generation. Our parents didn't educate us. Our parents didn't educate us. They didn't tell us why something was wrong or why we shouldn't do something. They told us that we shouldn't do it. Okay. We have to start educating and stop expectating. I made that word up. We have to start educating our kids and have to stop expectating them, expecting them to just know why something isn't right for them. We have to stop thinking that, oh, well, you know, we did, you just shouldn't do it. We'll give them education behind it. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be bold right now. If you're not educating your kids on sex, someone else will. And if you're just saying, well, I don't want you doing it, but do this, then guess what? You can't be mad if they come home pregnant. You can't because you're not educating them. You're not telling them exactly why they shouldn't. You're not doing it. You got to be able to educate your kids on everything. Be the ones to talk to them about certain situations. So when it comes up, they know what to do. We had to figure out a lot of stuff on our own millennials. Okay. I'm 37, just turned in March. We have to start educating. We weren't educated. We had to figure out things the hard way. You don't want your kids to have to do that. It's hard enough with the internet and for them to realize where do I land each and every day? Okay. We have to start educating them. Start educating on why if, if addiction runs in your family, why they shouldn't be drinking or doing dabbling in that certain stuff. Okay. Start talking to them about it. Educate them on topics Educate them on politics. Educate them on literally everything that you see as a current event nowadays. Start talking to them about it, y'all. Some of you do this well, but some of you just expect your kids to figure it out. And then you get mad when they come with a different result. You can't get mad. No, 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 no. You can't get mad. We have to start educating and we have to stop expecting. How will we know? And how will they know if we don't tell them? You don't know what you don't know. Okay? Again, these are some things that you can start building on and start adding to your collection to build a strong relationship with your kids. And the last thing that you have to be willing to do, okay, to start moving away from the dynamic that you think your children hate you. They don't hate you. I promise you. I've said that at the beginning. They don't hate you. But this is one of the last things that you have to start doing, and it falls right in line with your family lineage, lineage in getting what you were given and then giving that away. You have to start creating new cycles. You have to start creating a new cycle, okay? If you were in a situation that didn't hold space for your emotions, your parents didn't know how, then it's time that you do what you need to do, whether it's counseling, whether whatever it may be, to get in there and you start getting space for your emotions so you can give them space for theirs. Okay, we have to start creating new cycles. 
If you yelled at your kids or if you got yelled at a lot, perfect time to start changing and start showing what love is. I'm not saying people don't need to be corrected, but love goes a lot further than anger. And scaring kids into doing something isn't going to actually get them to change. Behavior modification isn't the goal. Give them a sense of belonging and a sense of love. I promise you, you'll see it all change. But we have to be willing to start creating new cycles. You have to start creating new cycles. Some of the stuff you were given millennials and even older generation that you're passing down to your kids, it's not working for them. It doesn't. It doesn't. We don't do good with just holding stuff in. And this young generation definitely doesn't do good with it. I love, love them, but they don't do good with it. We have to start creating new cycles. What I want you guys to start doing is I want you to start giving us emails at the Pure Purpose Podcast at gmail.com. Tyler, if you could bring that up, that'd be amazing real quick. Tyler's my producer behind the screen. Love the dude. He's awesome. But the Pure Purpose Podcast, gmail.com, just email us some questions. Okay, I'm going to answer a question tonight, a couple of them, but start emailing us some questions in, and we want to know where you're listening from, okay? We want to know how this podcast has actually impacted you because we're just getting started. I'm excited. It's been fun, and we're going to continue going. Okay, so purepurposepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us. You can also find this live tomorrow morning. It'll come out at 4 a.m. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the above. They're everywhere now. Okay, but one of the things I wanted to answer real quick, and then we'll get to some of the questions in the audience. If you guys have any questions on Instagram, go ahead and put them up there and I'll answer them as well. But one of the things we got, I got an email a while back. So this is my bad. Um, this is from Addie in Colorado. Addie, if you're listening, I'm so sorry that it took me so long to get to this, but I'm getting to it. So basically you asked, how do you become your best self? You asked, you feel like you get traction. You feel like there's a time where you get to a place where things are going smooth and all of a sudden something happens and you feel like you're taking 10 steps backwards and 12 or 10 steps forward and 12 steps backwards or whatever you want to say. And you feel like you just can't get traction. Well, let me just tell you something again. It's going to come back to the process. The process is only a process if you stay in it. I think what we're looking for is an everyday euphoria. And if you're looking for the everyday euphoria, chances are, that's where you're going to be disappointed. Some days are going to feel like you're on top of the mountain, and some days you're going to feel like you're in the lowest valley. But that doesn't mean you're not making progress. So, Addy, I want, to, want you to know that continue building on what you're learning, and that will make more days of consistency to your best self. But don't get discouraged when maybe one day doesn't feel great. Maybe one day doesn't feel like the, the day before did. That's okay. That's part of life. That's part of the process. Okay. So I want us to kind of get in that phase. I, I talk to kids all the time. And one of the things that I actually have them answer on a survey is, do you feel better emotionally today than you did like six months ago? And what I have learned in those surveys, that if those kids do not feel like they're doing a better emotionally in that moment, they're going to say no. But that doesn't mean that they're not. That there doesn't mean that they're not doing better. So I want you guys all, and even the ones listening over here, okay? Want you, the ones listening over here, understand that not every day is going to feel like it's amazing. Some days are going to feel like it's completely just lower than low. Trust me, I have had those days. And so, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing better. 
And it's in those moments where you got to remember how far you've come and what you've learned and how you've grown. And from that moment forward, you will be able to put those days together. But more importantly, you'll be able to understand that one bad day doesn't have to throw you back. The goal is to make your low places higher and not stay as long. Okay. Did we have any questions in the audience? Addie, I hope that answers your question. This one is from Chelsea Horner. Shout out my administrative coordinator. She is my behind the scenes road dog, my number two. How do you help your team become more self-aware? My son feels like he has already connected, but I'm concerned he he isn't really. He feels distant. That's a great question. I think this comes down to, you know, a lot of things when it comes down to what I've noticed with kids is when they have real life experiences, it's when they're living in reality. And when we bring them to those real life experiences, that's how they become more self-aware. There's, there's a, and I I know your son. And one of the things about him is, is he's getting older. So he's starting to try to really figure out, okay, where do I fit in in this crazy world? Obviously, you know, the independence and the dependence he's trying to figure out, but a lot of it is just Honestly, it's continually bringing up those teaching moments. Maybe when he feels like he handled something well, but he didn't, it's time to sit him down and talk about those moments and maybe be able to highlight some of the things that, hey, this could have been done better or whatever it is. Will he listen all the time? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I promise you he is listening overall. And so being able to get to a place where you say, okay, this is what this stuff looks like. Again, it's going back to that educating. Okay, it's educating, educating and not expectating. I hope that answers your question. Um, But, yeah, it's it's getting those teaching moments. And a lot of times we'll have to sit in those teaching moments with our kids because you're entering some very precious years with him as he's entering high school. And there's going to be a lot of those moments to really to really bring that self-aware meter to the top. I hope that answers your question. I love you all. We're going to be all right. We're going to do this thing together. Okay. We're going to do this thing together. I love each and every one of you. There's a lot of gold inside of you. You're going to walk the greatness outside of you because you're all warriors and you're overcomers. I'll see you at the top.